0: Hello, and welcome to a special artist talk. It is one of the opportunities I'm taking to share what I garnered from Paris Photo this past November. I hope that you have been following me on Instagram, where I try to give daily updates. I also have eight blog posts on information of what I was seeing at the fair that is available through my website, jsabillasmith.com under resources. So now is when, after two weeks, I get to pull through all of the input, um, the inspiration, and the innovation that I was able to witness and partake in it is always a feast and each year Paris photo does not disappoint it is so full of the people sharing a passion for a field and a medium that is ever changing and it's wonderful to see the expanse I'm really interested in how this fair made a valiant attempt to weave together the historical past of the field of photography with the open frontier of the future of the field of photography. And I'll get into talking a little bit more about some of these specifics. So this is going to be a bit of fact, a bit of reflection. um, And I had also offered a more in-depth for purchase um, five hours of exclusive interviews called Paris Photo in your pocket, which is still available uh, for purchase on my website under services. And that's where you get to talk or hear me talk with and interview some exhibiting artists, exhibiting gallery directors, and some book artists. So I hope you would consider that. So for today's podcast I want to just frame Paris photo with a few facts. Um, There were 192 galleries, 35 publishers, 300 artists coming in to sign their books. This is all happening in the temporary space the Grand Palais Ephemeral and next year there will be a return to the Grand Palais and all of the partners and fellow exhibitors will have more room, uh, square footage, and I'm sure it's going to be quite a celebration to return to the spectacular space um, that is so large and also under this historic clear story window, it's just a beautiful setting. I was really excited to know that out of the over 40 publishers that I have worked with to feature on my podcast, 12 of those publishers were giving talks or book signings with their book artists. And I was very excited that 10 of my podcast guests had talks or book signings, and three of my podcasts podcast guests had outside events, Mona Kuhn, Ranya Matar, David Campany. So it was really fun to be a part of all this activity. So one of the highlights of the fair for me is the people is the renewed relationships that I have developed over a decade of going to the fair. This time, I was beyond thrilled to meet three people, that I had recently had as podcast guests. To meet them in person was very, very special to me. Preston Ganaway um, and I met at the Ghost Books booth, and we had discussed her piece called Remember Me, which came out of an ongoing Pulitzer Prize winning photojournalist essay in, in image and text on a family that was going through a mother of three uh, dying of cancer. And that was a poignant discussion, and it was so good to meet Preston in person. Rahab El halil whose book came out on the Bedouin community that was published with photo evidence, was also my podcast guest. And given all that is going on in her whole community, it was very, very poignant to have a few moments to be with her and connect in person. And lastly, Barbara Peacock, who did American Bedroom uh, on the podcast with me, is local. She lives in New England, but I had never met her. So it's really a treat when I get to meet my podcast guests in person, um, because having our discussions, we really enter into the vulnerability and intimacy of each artist's creative process. And there is a real joining of uh, hearts and minds. So it's wonderful when we get to solidify that. I also got to interview Jason Gardner, who I had come in contact with his material on We the Spirits when he uh, was part of the Photo Lucida. I was judging for critical mass and came up across that work. Um, and I got to see a preview book. Um, it will be published by Ghost Books in early 2024. And it was fun to hear Jason describe a 15-year project, took him through 15 countries as he explored Carnival and some of the threads of what these festivals uh, mean to the people and the cultural identity. It was great to reconnect with Tamsin Green of Manual Editions. She and I met last year at Polycopies and I was struck with her handmade books. Her um, whole creative practice is very much inspired and led by her passion uh, and, and leading priority, which is sustainability. So I would hope that you could look into her, um, in addition to manual editions, she has spearheaded um, the Sustainability Photo Book Publishing Network. And that is her gathering with like-minded people, wanting to look at the impact of publishing books. Um, she considers everything from the paper uh, that she is utilizing the inks. Um, she is very purposeful in all of her creative practice decisions to uphold a a longer view. Um, and I really admire her work and was very, very glad that we got to to teach to um, speak again and she has a new limited edition book, Walking Out of Sleep. And that was part of what we discussed in our interview. I also got to meet and interview the artist Sarah Sense, who was being exhibited by the Bruce Silverstein Gallery. And Sarah's work is informed by her Native American heritage and this particular body of work was getting a great deal of attention and actually sold through, which is always exciting. And it was fun to uh, meet Sarah and begin to learn about the choices that she makes in her creative practice and how collaborative it is with all other aspects of her life. Um, similar to Tamson, uh, blending the art and life uh, dichotomy Um, I also love meeting the publishers that I've worked with Um, and there's also all the people within the publishing houses whether they're designing or marketing that make up all of the ways in which we ultimately sell photo books. I unfortunately missed meeting Rachel and Gregory Barker um, of Stanley Barker Books in London because I had just done um, an interview with David Campany on the latest book they published on the artist, Robert Cumming, who Robert Cumming was having his own moment at Paris Photo. He had several galleries and other outside events heralding his work. I'll I'll get back to that. Um, I also was happy to meet Paul Sheik of um, T wb books the next thing i'd like to share and discuss is one of my favorite aspects of paris photo it's in its sixth year it's called l times paris photo and it is the collaboration with the ministry of culture in france to address gender parity in the photographic field and uh what was created with outside curators. Uh, different curators each year have chosen women photographers to highlight their work. And it's literally a path uh, within the fair. This year, um, it was really exciting to uh, commemorate with a few different uh, markers that L times Paris photo has um, achieved. It has actually done the statistical analysis and seen that just at Paris photo in the last five years, they have been able to increase the presence of women photographers being shown from 20% to 36%. So we are very glad that those numbers are moving in the right direction. And we're going to be very happy when they get to or beyond the halfway mark. This year, Fiona Rogers, who's a curator of the Parasol Foundation for Women in Photography at the Victoria and Albert Museum, was the curator. And she chose 38 photographers. And part of what she discusses is that she was looking for work that was by people whose commitments challenge otherness and provide a more equitable way of looking, representing, and recording. I appreciate what she wrote. Fiona writes, photography is a medium entangled within a historically complex power dynamic. But these artists expand on the concept of photography to challenge otherness and provide a more equitable way of looking, representing, and recording. Through their artistic expression, we are exposed to a myriad of themes from identity to politics, history, culture, relationships, and sexuality. These artists present a provocation to photography's history, adopting creative approaches to express emotions, process trauma, and advocate for change. There was a publication that marks the sixth anniversary and it was published with Editions Textual. And I'm very excited to spend time with this catalog of highlights selected from all the women that have been shown over the last Five years. That is always a treat. They also, um, L Times Paris Photo takes over the platform section, putting together pretty amazing uh, panel discussions, and those are recorded uh, and shared on the Paris Photo website. Um, I was excited to be able to attend two of them, and I was uh, moved by the panel where Yelena Yemchuk, who was another podcast guest, one who I have yet to meet, and I was unable to meet her uh, at Paris Photo. Um, This was speaking with women who have um, been reflecting back on the communities that they came from, um, and it's uh, always a challenge to tell stories within your community. And in many cases, it could also uh, become uh, problematic given the country's um, restrictions on actually women storytellers uh, and women in general. Um, So I was really moved by the panel. Um, It was very exciting to end the day with a discussion between Deborah Willis who has done so much to bring the historical uh, aspects of women photographers and black women photographers and black photographers to our lexicon. And she was being um, commemorated for the depth of scholarship that she has brought forth in her uh, very busy and full career. Which she is still deeply involved in. And she was speaking with Mark Seely um, of Autograph and another scholar who has given us so much uh, important, important information and perspective. Um, it was it was an honor actually to to take that all in. I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast that you're aware of the aperture photo book awards, which happens every. um, Well, it's happened for at least 10 years at Paris photo, and that's always an exciting moment. The shortlist has thirty five international titles. I think this year there were over 600 submissions um, from many, many countries. somehow 60 uh, countries is what I'm recalling. And when they make the announcement in the middle of Paris Photo, it's a very uh, electric place to be. And I was thrilled with this year's awardees. I was especially pleased that Vince Aletti was noted for his work that actually I was introduced to last year during Paris Photo. And I interviewed Vince in his legendary New York apartment last December on the work of the drawer, which is basically a fascinating idea that as a cultural critic and someone who has just absorbed so many cultural movements over the past 50 to 60 years in New York, Um, is such a generous and uh, such a I love the way that Vince shares information he definitely has um, an opinion but he is not heavy handed he is talking about a perspective and it happens to be his Um, and in this case the book is made up of a flat file full of tears it could be um, something from a magazine. It could be an announcement or an exhibition. And this was really uh, a reflection of Vince. Um, So he spent his career reflecting other people and this was a treat to see his own eye um, revealed and shared. It's a special book and I'm glad that it got recognition uh, as the best photo book It was also very exciting to be there when Carla Williams won for her book, Tender, as the first photo book, Um, though the work was done several years ago and she had worked closely with Deborah Willis in terms of bringing the Black female body and the history of women contributing to the overall history of photography. So her scholarship is part of our updated, re-narrated canon. And it was so exciting to see her singled out for her contribution and the beautiful, beautiful book that celebrates this, uh, which was published by TW Books. So onward, I'm always interested to try and understand what do I think are trends? What do I think is, kind of ear to the ground analysis of of our changing field. This year, I can wholeheartedly say that the digital space, AI and technological innovation has gotten a solid foothold at Paris Photo. There was a special section uh, for digital photography and I learned a lot and was really interested to to continue to to understand all the ways in which um, the field is expanding and changing. And I'll share with you something from Fellowship, um, which has a, a host of artists that they are working with that sit at this edge. They talk about fellowship connecting the past and present to shape the future of art. And I love this quote that they shared, art is the soul's conversation with time, a dialogue that spans thousands of years and captures the essence of humanity. By connecting the lineage of art's rich history and breaking down the barriers between the traditional and the new, we're paving the new way for an inspiring and vibrant future. And they're working with some legacy artwork and archives, and they're also showcasing new um, groundbreaking work. Um, I was really interested to learn, in particular, of two people um, new to me, um, Elman Manzamov, who came up with a line draw in 2015. It was Really amazing that he worked with a team of developers and Align Draw is a showcase of the first ever text to image artworks using AI technology. So it's written here these unique pieces capture the essence of their prompts in thought provoking ways, offering a glimpse into the intersection of art and technology. So what we visually are looking at are AI renditions, where they were given prompts via text. So it's a really interesting twist on the ever um, evolving conversation between text and image. And I found it really, really interesting. I also, Um, was introduced to the work of David Horowitz. Um, He was being shown in this section with the Jean Kunta Gautier Gallery. Um, His work literally did not have a photograph on the wall. It had text. And it referred to his project where he was deleting imagery And the way that he did so was to capture it in text. So what lives is the text, but the actual image is gone. Um, So you might see on the wall, something like clouds from a day I cannot remember. And then you'll get the JPEG information. Fascinating, fascinating twists and really expanding how we think. One of my um, outside exhibitions that I was led to in the, um, pre the fair, I was able to go to uh, the Oliver Waltman gallery that actually showed in the fair, but also as a gallery in the Marais. And I was exposed to new work there, again, with that idea of pushing the bounds of innovation Um, A few artists and um, people I wanted to mention, uh, at Edwin Health Gallery, I was introduced to the work of Ron Norsworthy and really found the output very interesting. One of the things that's really fun about the fair is picking up on the trends of what is done with an image. How is the concept development layered? Um, And in this particular case, I found this artist really pushing collage um, in a very sculptural way. And I'm always happy to witness the new ways people are working um, with the image. And I would say that I saw plenty of examples of sculptural use of the image at this fair. I had the fun of meeting Marie Tamanova. Uh, Her work and new book its coming out um, soon. Um, I think that there might be um, some books available in some countries, but not worldwide. Uh, Her book or this particular book is on her work called It Was Once My Universe, and it's about her uh, return uh, to the Czech Republic with new eyes. And let me turn to the galleries that I was able to speak with, either in an interview format for Paris Photo in Your Pocket, or um, ones that I was introduced to. So um, I had the pleasure of talking with Isaac Perlman Mizrahi at Dot 51 Gallery. And they showed a solo exhibition of Anastasia Samoyova's work, a focus on image cities, and this was one of the podcast guests that that was shown at the fair, I've spoken with on um, this fall about this body of work. Um, she's actually been on twice. Um, and the work that was shown in the solo show, really um, held together so beautifully and is a bold move for a gallery um, to get behind one artist and say, this is who we want to exhibit. And I really appreciated um, the ways in which Isaac was talking about how the gallery chooses the artists that they represent and then how they support those artists. Um, Each of my in-depth conversations really spoke to the incredible collaboration, the mutual trust, the shared mission um, between a gallerist and the artists that they represent. I spoke at length with Stephen, well, I spoke with Lucas um, Zank at Stephen Dater Gallery, and I've had the pleasure of knowing them and know of their work. In this particular case, we focused on Daoud Bay and they brought his portfolio um, to to their gallery. And I was able to speak to them about the importance of printing. They work closely with digital silver imaging to produce Dawood Bay's work. And it's this synergy and circularity of relationship um, where a gallerist is drawn into the work. Similarly to how I think of punctum um, and the idea of work piercing you and the, the my belief being that the artist has to be in touch with their own enthusiasm to imbue the work that then reaches out and captures a viewer. And in the case of the gallery and artist representation relationship the gallery is impacted by the artist's work and they evolve and grow together and i think that that is one of my favorite parts of paris photo is when i'm getting to ask gallery directors more about this relationship and to hear um, what they can tell me of the artists they represent because there is such a deep connection and such an understanding um, I'm I'm always impressed and surprised. I got to speak with, from the Fahey Klein Gallery, I spoke with both Nicholas Fahey and Marco Pérez and each of them giving me, and people who are listening to my interviews, um, insights into how they work with the artists they represent but also how they engage the audience and I was struck by the level of um, commitment to education um, that uh, I think comes through the Fahey Klein Gallery. Nicholas spoke about that being his father's thrust and then Nicholas making another bridge between his father's uh, time span in the field and Nicholas bridging all the places were able to go. And I loved that they utilized their gallery to make visual connections so that you might be looking at a current artist, but you can see the flavor of of artists past and how there are threads of style um, woven through our history of photography. Um, A new gallery to me was the Weber Gallery. I got to meet Dominic Bell I got introduced to Woodline Cadet's work, um, which is also part of L Times Paris Photo. Um, her uh, basically a, a, a view of Haiti, uh, which is her birthplace, um, with a different eye than we are um, often fed um, visuals from that particular country. And I really appreciated learning about the Weber Gallery, both its presence in London, and its expanding one in the United States from LA to New York. I also was interested to learn of a um, gallery in Italy, Alberto Damian Gallery, which showed work by three women photographers of Italian descent that, that are no longer Uh, living but had made such an impact on their beautiful black and white documentary work. So that was a treat to take that in. And I've often um, noted Julian Sander for his innovative ways and never know what to expect from what he will show because he again takes a very um, committed view of educating his audience and this happened to be a particular treat. Um, he brought whole portfolios of Ringel and Pitt, the collaboration between Helen Auberbach and Greta Stern. It was a visual, visual delight. And um, comically in my interview with him, we got him to uh, start with a song. So it was typically un, uh, unexpected. Um, and and entertaining. Um, I mentioned that I would come back to Robert Cumming. Um, Robert Cumming, uh, a um, US-based artist, uh, originally from Massachusetts. He was um, for some years in California and definitely considered um, of the conceptual artists of the time in California. It was really wonderful to dive deep into this. I was able to attend two gallery talks um, within Paris Photo, one at Gallery Louisati from California. And the um, gallery talk was given by Amelia McAvicius, and she works at the Center for Creative Photography. I was also able to hear David Campany speak on Robert Cumming There was a joint use of a gallery between Hans Kuntz and um, Jean Kunta Gautier Gallery that featured a lot of tying in our history to our future. And they had beautiful examples of Robert coming uh, at that gallery, as did the Louis Sauti Gallery. And then in a um, third iteration at MEEP, the uh, Maison de la Photographie Européenne, there was the premiere of a documentary on Robert Cumming that was made by Noah Rosenberg, who works at Gallery Louisati. And um, Amelia spoke there again with Simon Baker, um, the head curator at MEEP. And so I loved how much there was a open discussion, fascination, consideration of Robert Cumming and how his deep exploration of perception is something that is really engaging us uh, and many artists now and uh, that was just a treat. It was like a Robert Cumming um, fan club. And that was really fun to uh, learn so much more um, about him and I will continue to explore um, his impact. Um, Also at MEEP, I, I spent a day there because there was also Vivian Sesson's work that I was really excited to see. I had been a fan of her work. This particular exhibition was called Phosphor Art Fashion from 1990 to 2023. And um, I love a few things. Um, I've often loved the intersection of art and fashion. I have a particular interest in the history of fashion um, and also uh, fashion photography. Um, that it's such a storied past of where art and commerce have merged or traversed, and um, you know the knowledge that people like Robert Frank or Bruce Davidson or Man Ray uh, shot for Vogue. Um, and people normally don't know those crossovers or someone like Irving Penn who continually vacillated between his fine artwork and his commercial work. And Vivian is an example of that uh, par excellence. And it was really fun to both take in. There were over 200 works in the gallery. I was able to attend a, um, panel discussion, it was um, Vivian and the fashion photographer, Nick Waplington, and that was spirited and fun and informative. And amazingly, I did purchase (laughs) the um, 400 page catalog uh, of her very um, expansive career. So that was a treat. I'm going to wrap with a few of the outside exhibitions that I also took part in. Sophie Cal completely took over the Picasso Museum and that was a retrospective unlike any other. Um, The few pieces that were left that were attributed to Picasso, um, Sophie covered uh, in craft paper and tape and Um, wrapped sculpture Um, she also brought in an unimaginable amount of objects um, as she's known to collect and install and it was an extremely rich show that could have taken more than one day to fully take in I'd actually seen some of the works in other uh their full-blown installations in other installations, other galleries. Um, So I was able to do it in one day, but a true, true delight. Very witty, provocative, um, subversive, um, humorous, uh, in so many ways. Um, yeah, she never ceases to, to, uncover and uh, you discover something each time that you look at her work Um, and that was that was a real treat i'm very glad that i was able to get there i also stopped at the foundation cartier bresson where carolyn drake had a show called men untitled uh, taking the time to to look at the male body in a way that has been assumed over the course of art history of looking at the female body. Um, So that was her exploration into um, the male body as uh, somewhat objectified, somewhat explored. It was fascinating, Um, a small show. And I really appreciate um, some of the installation work that really uh, played with the history of gazes um, and how the cultural um, embracing of particular ways of looking happens and what happens when you push up against it. Um, There was also a very sweet show there of the Ruth Orkin um, trip across the United States by bicycle, which I'd known of Ruth Orkin's work. I did not know about that trip. Uh, something she took independently as a young woman um, and I found it really quite fascinating um, and beautiful beautiful examples uh, of her eye and her ability to uh, frame and camera Um, very very um, exciting to see that and learn more about her so I think I have given What I could say is uh, an overview. Um, I know that I will continue to delve into more of the books that I brought back and more of the artists that I have uh, discovered and want to learn more about. Um, I hope that um, you will continue to um, Follow Concept Aware as we move into another season. And I can tell you that just from my part, what came out of Paris Photo for me was the possibility and certainly the inclination and desire to look at eight books uh, going forward, different artists that I... Um, I'm very excited to potentially interview. So stay tuned. Um, I'm also offering one last concept aware class. Uh, it's utilizing my concept aware framework. I call it the art of making meaning and it's a 90 minute online class. It is December 5th at noon online for 90 minutes. Um, And that is where I introduce my Concept Aware Framework, which is really how I attempt to interview all my artists and look at where they are on the creative continuum and to articulate the places in which they make creative choices. Uh, What are the ways they utilize their creative practice to build content and contextualize their work and many many artists will talk about the fact that that's an evolutionary process as well and one thing I often repeat is that I think an artist's ability to pay attention to the process uh, will allow the product to develop and um, it's my privilege to be able to ride shotgun on artists as they generously share their creative practice. And in the case of my podcast, how these ideas, projects, themes um, grow and, and when it is time for it to be expressed in a book and how and all the ways in which then bookmaking can become another way to layer your concepts. So I'm looking forward to our next season and thank you for listening. And if you do, um, please consider rating and reviewing. It really helps our reach. We're thrilled to know that we have engaged listeners in over 70 countries. And I can tell you my wish is that I'd love to break 100. I think that would be a great reach. So if you enjoy this, Um, And several of you at Paris Photo, who I don't know, stopped me to let me know that you do. Um, I kindly ask you to rate and review because then that can help us really expand our global visual culture conversation. Thanks for being with me. A